0: Hello, Rejects. I'm Brent. I'm Dave. Welcome to Rejected Central.
1: Now, we've all been rejected in one form or another, and those rejections help form us as human beings, of course, Mm -hmm. which is why we're here. Some of you have wondered about the rejections that have shaped us, and so we've decided to spend some time investigating some of our sort of rejection origin
0: stories. And if you are a frequent listener, and I know you are, in a previous episode, I spoke about one of my foundational rejection stories. And today, we're going to talk to Brent about one of his. And you found something that spoke to you.
1: I did, actually. I'm going to be talking a little bit about a rejection that happened after my writing career had started to move. Uh, and I encountered this tweet from Brecht de Portera, and that's the pronunciation they gave me. Uh, but I'm going to even sample the French a little bit because they're based in Paris. So Brecht de Portera. Lovely. Lovely. I, I, I think so. Bon, bon. I hope yeah. they reach out and let me know how I did there. Uh, here's the tweet. The better I think my writing gets, the more it seems to get rejected. Do you find that too? And I'm going to be talking a little bit about a rejection that I might not have expected to get after Mm. having already published a book.
0: What rejection story was the catalyst in kicking off Rejected Central?
1: So my first novel, which became Saints Unexpected, Mm -hmm. I submitted to a half dozen publishers. Um, And the way that works is you write the book, you polish it up and you send it out into the what we call the slush pile. And in the end, I had an offer from, we'll call them publisher X, yep. which by itself is amazing. And mm-hmm. and so, yeah. But standard industry practice at that point is also to go to the other publishers to give them a chance to weigh in, right? And so you say, I have an offer from X. Mm-hmm. Actually, you don't usually say what publisher it is. You're a little bit cagey. You gotta be a little business-like. sure. But you give them the chance to throw their hat in the ring, so to speak. And so I did that. And so I went to all the, the publishers and most of them passed or
0: mm-hmm. said,
1: I don't have time or good luck with this or a combination thereof. But one of the publishers, and it was Invisible Publishing, who ended up publishing Saints Unexpected, Nice. made me another offer. And so I had two offers in hand. Mm-hmm. And the reasons that I ended up going with Invisible were for me and for... It just, it was a good feeling. I knew an author who had published with them before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really liked speaking with Lee Nash, the Mm -hmm. publisher of Invisible at the time. And the offer was a little bit better in terms of the advance that I got for the book. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that there was anything wrong with the first offer from publisher X, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was just better. And I had a better feeling about it. We had better communication. Which to me is really, really important. Of course. And not that Publisher X was a bad communicator. It's just that Lee was incredibly proactive and excited and just brainstorming and saying, we're excited to publish this work. So it was just a better feeling. So I went back to the first publisher and said, thank you so much for the offer, but I've accepted it with Invisible. Right. Ghost. Didn't hear back. Wow. Okay, so that's a bit of a rejection in itself, but not hearing back from publishers or from well, from anyone nowadays, mm-hmm. being ghosted is not uncommon, right? Right. So that's fine. I ran off into the sunset with Invisible, Saints Unexpected was launched into the world, yep. and now I can retire on all the proceeds. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely, just rolling in it. Yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> not in Canada. Not, not Canada. <laughs> well, even in this, like nowadays, it's hard to make a living being a writer in general. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a couple of years after that, I had written another novel and it was time to find out if it could find a home. Mm-hmm. Now, Invisible ended up passing on it. So Lee said, I don't know if I, it seems a little too similar to your first novel with us. I don't think we're going to take it, okay. which is totally fine. Yep. Um, the publisher is under no obligation to publish your next book. Um, it's nice when they do, yep. uh, but it's, it's not a given. And so the process begins again. You begin submitting to the slush pile. And so I had another list of a half dozen or whatever it was, publishers, and I decided to include Publisher X again mm-hmm. because they liked my work right. and they had shown confidence and so it went. So I got an email back fairly quickly, actually, mm-hmm. from Publisher X saying, great, send, us, send it over. We're interested to read it. And then two weeks later, I got an email saying, and this is, this is where the rejection comes in, and I'll, I'll just read the email because I think it. I think it is is better just coming from the words themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the rejection. This is what I'm focusing on for this one. Hi, Brent. I like this book a lot, but I'm still left with the feeling that I kind of got played the last time around and that didn't make me feel so good. So unfortunately I will have to pass. I wish you luck in placing it elsewhere. Wow. Yeah, the part of the that really, uh, this is what I was remembering when I was thinking about rejection. I had no intention of... Playing publisher right. X—that really, in my mind, wasn't what I had done. Mm-hmm. And so to reject my novel based on that perception of what had happened earlier. So, of course, as as a an insecure writer, I had only one novel published. But I, I, I was like, "Wow, okay, this—I don't think I played that person." So, what happened? So, Especially I went. if it's standard practice, right? You're supposed to. And when I went back in, yeah, absolutely. I went back into all of the emails. I read through the exchanges, right back to the first submission. Mm-hmm. And I had done everything properly. Right. I had let everybody know. I had kept people informed. And again, st- as you say, a standard industry practice, mm-hmm. right? And, and sort of to get this, and I call it an accusation. It is. Of being played. Yeah. And so when I started thinking about rejection for Rejected Central... This immediately leapt out at me because I felt that I had done everything I should have, but to get this sort of personal, it's not an attack. It's not nothing like that, but it's it's, a commentary or some some kind. It is. And, and feelings had been hurt that I hadn't even been aware had been hurt. And of course that goes, you start to think, oh, that's why Mm -hmm. I didn't get a response. Right. Right. Um, That's why I got ghosted. And I didn't get the acknowledgement that I had gone with Invisible the first time around. So that's, it just doesn't feel nice. Publisher X is very unprofessional. Yeah. And I don't expect anything as a writer. No. But I do from time to time, I hope for, and okay, if I'm honest, I I do expect, (laughs) (laughs) I do expect a level of communication, acknowledgement, even in bad news even with rejection. And so that is the story of how boy, it ended up being boy. My second novel Mm -hmm. did not get published with publisher X. Wow. Yes. And that publisher X
0: actually rejected me with a personal
1: note like that.
0: Like you've been blacklisted. It feels that way, doesn't it? It certainly is. I did. You hurt my feelings last time. So I'm not even, a, I'm not going to answer you and B, I'm going to shoot this insanely, um, passive-aggressive message to you as my revenge on you for rejecting us. It can feel that way. Yeah. It can. Yeah. Anyway,
1: I I emailed back and said, it was never my intention to play you, et cetera, et cetera. But here's why I accepted with Invisible. Yeah. I went into depth a little bit. And I, I did this time around- I did not expect a response, mm-hmm. I, and sure enough, I didn't get a response, even after I said, "Look, I wasn't playing you, and I still hope to put a glass in your hand next time we meet. I'd really like to say thank you for taking the chance on me and making the offer the first time yeah. around.
0: Yeah, well, done that's professional though. Well, yeah, you live and learn, right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Well, and ultimately, I guess you I guess you ended up making the right decision by going somewhere else in the end, right so. There that's, it is. There's that's my rejection story. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing, Brent. That Not was, at all. That was awesome. That must've been painful, but, uh, you know, something you, <laughs> so, so how do I say this? It must've been painful at the time, but, uh, look at, look how it all worked out. And that's pretty much the point of rejected central, right? Sometimes those early rejections aren't, aren't the worst things in the world. It can lead you to other, you know, better, better pastures, so to speak. So thanks for sharing that, man. You're welcome. Thanks again to my my podcast partner, Brent. Uh, That was a great story. Thank you for sharing that. And as always, we're on the hunt for good rejection stories. So do reach out through rejectedcentral.com, email rejectedcentral8 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
1: And if you do reach out, just be aware. It can be anonymous. Mm-hmm. We're not journalists. We nope. don't have to name our sources. And uh, we would love to share your material. We'd love to even have you on the podcast. That mm-hmm. would be great too. We've actually had at least one now mm-hmm. that where somebody shared their story. That was great. And make sure to rate and review Rejected Central wherever you get your podcasts because ratings and reviews are the way to get the word out that this podcast is worth listening to. And of course, and hopefully will make
0: us lots of money. We must feed the algorithm. Thanks again, Rejects. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.